Hey, what person you know couldn't use a little bit more encouragement? Yep, almost no one. You got that right. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Naomi Vilneg. Here you'll be hearing a word of encouragement every Wednesday. Please tune in. I believe God calls me to teach and encourage others with his gospel. And I'm leveraging the social media landscape. I hope to teach and disciple a whole generation of people in the place we're spending a lot of our time online. Be blessed and stay encouraged now. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. God is truly, truly God. I am so glad to be on the podcast, on the line with you today. I pray that today will be a blessed day for you and that you will find a word that encourage you and keep you going for the rest of the week. Let's read together Psalm 139, for this is where the word of encouragement is coming in today. Psalm 139, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my beds in the death, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them, were I to count them. They would outnumber the grains of the sin. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would lay slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. <clears throat> your adversaries miss use your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. 
Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The word of the Lord. Amen. In Psalm 139, we can see that David meditates on God's amazing characteristic, right? God knows everything about him, David says, where he goes, all David thoughts and everything about his conducts. The Lord know that David will say what David will say even before David says it. There is no place David can go that God isn't already present. So there is no place that you and I can go that God isn't already present. That's what David is telling us. David thinks on God's creative works in the womb. He is thankful for God's innumerable thoughts for him um, and for God's presence day and night. Finally, in the psalm, David's thoughts turn to the wicked, right? He considered them God's enemy and his as well and longed for God to slay them. David is really disgusted by evil people because they rail against God and take his name in vain. He asks God to search his heart to see if any sin is there. And he also asks God to lead him in the way everlasting, which is the same posture and attitude that we too should take. However, today's word is focused on um, verse 7 and 8. And to go with what I would call the title of today's word of encouragement, God is everywhere. Where are you? God is everywhere. Where are you? So verse 7 and 8 basically describe God's omnipresence, which is his ability to be everywhere at once. David says, where can I go where God is not? He says, if I go up to heaven, God is there. He says, if I go to Sheol, Sheol is the Hebrew words for death or um, the grave. And also is being used and interpret as hell. God is there too. David wants us to understand in this psalm that God does not just see us, okay? He does not just see what we are doing, but he is right there with you wherever you are. He is right there with me wherever I am. God is with us. <clears throat> According to the text, it is basically that God is everywhere and that is the definition of omnipresent. God is omnipresent. No place is exempt from his vigilance. No place is exempt from his visitation. No place is exempt, you know, and yet even though <clears throat> God is everywhere, even though no place is exempted from him, just because he's everywhere, that doesn't mean He's always accessible by us. Just because something is everywhere doesn't mean it's always accessible by you and by me. Um, take oxygen, for example. All right. It's everywhere. We know oxygen is everywhere across the planet. However, if our lungs shut down, the process that give us the um, oxygen, if the organs that just, you know, um, mitigate, take the oxygen and bring it through our body. If our lungs were to shut down, 
we will not get no air. No air, no oxygen will come in, even though oxygen is everywhere, but we, it would not be accessible to us. So just because something is everywhere doesn't mean we are accessing it. There are times we do not access things, even though it's everywhere. All right. Picture with me um, <clears throat> that we are on the highway. We see signs for McDonald's. We see signs for Dunkin' Donuts, gas station everywhere, basically a rest place. We see signs everywhere for them when you're on the highway. But we can only enter when we take the exits out of the hi highway to go into them, okay? We can only enter that rest place, that place of provision, you know, whether it's a McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or gas station, a place to just rest your feet. We can only access this once we take the exit out of the highway to go into that place. As long as you and I stay on the highway, we are not near or we are not near those rest place or we cannot even enter into those rest place because as long as we continue on the highway. Okay. So we, therefore we can access the food that we may need. If we are hungry, the fuel, the car may need, if our car is running on empty, the rest you know, our feet may need or just our body may need if we are feeling kind of exhausted from driving all day long on the highway. We can access those things that are um, available through either McDonald's, Dunkin' Donut, a gas station, just a rest area. We can access them until we leave the highway and, um, you know, head for this um, destination. So even though they may be available, the, the signs are saying they're everywhere on the highway, there's different exit point until we access it, doesn't mean we will get the provision that we need. So even though God is everywhere, doesn't mean you and I are close to him. You understand? He is everywhere, but that doesn't mean you and I, we are close to him. Okay, And if we are not close to God, then we can't access the spiritual food that we may need, the fuel, which, you know, the power that we need from him, the rest that our soul, our mind, our body, our heart need. We can't get what we need from God if we are not close to him. It is the word of God in James 4 verse 8 that tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to us. And we draw near to God only through Jesus, our Redeemer, our exit from sin, the highway of life, our way to God. Jesus is our exit. And if we do not access the exit, if we don't take the exit, if we don't accept that exit, if we don't accept Jesus Christ, we cannot draw near to God. Even though signs are everywhere, even though God is everywhere, proclaiming that God is everywhere we can't access unless we also go through Jesus Christ. For John 14 verse 6 tell us, Jesus answers, I am the way, the true and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Without Jesus, we cannot access God. And it is important that we can draw near to God as he asks us, draw near to him so he can draw near to us. When we draw closer to God, 
We are drawing away from distraction. We are leaving the highway of life that everyone is on at the same time. There is no, I'm close to God and I'm still on the highway of life and doing everything that everyone is doing and heading in the same direction as everyone. No, when we draw close to God, we draw away from distraction at the very same time. We draw away from sin at the very same time. Moving closer to God, place our focus on him. That's what's so important. When we draw near through Jesus, you know, to God, we are, our focus is on God, what God wants from us, what he desire out of us, what his words say for us to do and not do. And when we move closer to him in that way, as a result, God himself come close to us, to us. He also draw closer to us, or maybe we just start noticing God more. Because what we focus on enlarge, you know, there is a saying that says what you focus on enlarge. The more we put focus on God, we see him, then the bigger God become bigger than our problem. God become bigger than our circumstances. But when we focus on our problem and our circumstances, they seem larger than life. But when we instead choose to focus on God and put our focus on his promises and what he says, about us you know those things become large those things become more real to us the you know more real than the goals more real than the problem more real than the relationship the people god become you know the focus point um reverend revelation 2 verse 1 we um we we, we read that jesus you know as he speak of his churches which is us me you he said that he walks among us. His limp stands, you know, as the body of God, of, of Christ, as his church. God, that means God walks among us. He walks right where we are. He walks right where you are. Whatever circumstances you are positioned, he walks right among you. He walks right among me and you and he is there. We do not need to ask for his presence with us, wherever you are today. I don't know where you are, but you're not needing to ask for his presence. He is here. He cannot be any more here than he is already. That is what David was letting us know, that God is already here. God is here. He is present. He is everywhere. So we sh- the effort is not so much in putting like, God, we need you to be here. The effort is not there because God is here. What's missing is not the presence of God. What missing is not the power, is not the presence of God. What is missing, what is lacking is that we do not, you and I at times do not realize that God is here and that most of us do not act like he is here. We act like, you know, there's no God in our midst. Know God presence right where he is. Like he walk right among us. So wherever you are, whatever circumstance, the circumstances that you are in, God is right here with you. And that is what most of us don't seem to recognize. That's what's missing. And because of that lack of faith, that lack of revelation, and because of sins in our lives, we, God himself, does not manifest, okay? 
He is not manifesting his presence in a powerful way among us. That's what's lacking. It's not that God is not here. He is present. His power is not manifesting among us, but he is here and he's not manifesting his power because of our lack of faith. Because of our lack of, because of our, the sins in our lives. That is why we do not always see the power of God. So today, the goal for you and for I, knowing that God is here, that God is everywhere. The goal is to move closer to God so he can move closer to us. Because that is what his word says. Draw near to me so he can draw closer to us. And when he does draw closer, we will, you know, um, we will begin to experience the benefit of having God close to us of accessing God. Because when God moves closer to you, his glory, his glory is shown. His glory is revealed. The manifest presence and power of God shows up and that creates solutions in our lives. That creates solution in your life. That creates solution in my life. There are answers that we want. We need to be answered. There are problems that we need to be solved. There are relationships that need to be restored. And those can be done when the presence of God and the power of God shows up in our life, manifests because God is activated. His power is activated in our lives. And that requires for us to draw close to God. And the only way we do that is through Jesus Christ. Accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. He's our Savior and He's our Lord. Accepting that the teaching of Jesus Christ, what He teaches, the way we should walk. Accepting these things and allowing God now to have power, to, to, to have power in our lives, for His power to manifest manifest in our lives and it's true that is why christian can testify you know that they receive solution of joy when we are discouraged when you know things are not going the right way you know the psalm 30 verse 5 let us know weeping endure for a night but joy come in the morning that yes, you may be in a season, in a moment that you are weeping, but there is joy that will come in the morning. We can testify to that because the presence of God creates solution, solution like joy that we, that we need. I just want to remind someone because once I heard T.D. Jack say that, you know, the problem is, you know, it's not that, you know, joy will not come in the morning, that the morning may not come. It's just that we have to remember some nights are very long. Some seasons, you know, are just so long in our lives and it takes a while before we get in the morning. There are nights that are long. Those of us who's been in the hospital, those of us who have little babies that we have to take care of, those of us who's been sick in the night, we know a night can be very long. Even though technically it's still the same amount of physical hours as anybody else. But because well, when you're in it and you're suffering, you're not in well, it feels like it's forever. However, joy does comes in the morning. The presence of God, the manifest presence of God brings joy eventually. Joy brings solution. Solution like peace. 
you know, peace that surpass understanding is what Philippians 4 verse 6 tell us. That folks would look at us and say they don't even know how we keep standing, how you keep moving or what, you know, what, what's happening with you. The psychologists may be like, you know, like in themselves saying, what is going on? Like, you know, technically based on what they know, the, the books have tell them, their um, books have tell them that we probably, our mind should have been lost already. But God, when, you know, the presence of God give us peace that surpass understanding. It gives us solution. Just as, you know, the word of God says in Isaiah 54 verse 17, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And then, you know, there's so many more and more solution, you know, and that God provide for us according to his riches and his glory. Philippians 4, you know, verse 19, according to he, he, he will meet all our needs. He brings solution of provision when we are in the season of lacks. That's what it means. That's what Christian, that's what brothers and sisters can testify to those. They know what it means to have the presence and power of God manifest in, his, in their lives. And they can testify to those truths. Those truths give us comfort. We are encouraged by it. And I hope you are encouraged right now. But what I'm saying to know that, you know, God is already present. We just need to access him, access him through Jesus Christ. Meaning, you know, turn away, focus on God, focus on his way, turn away from the distraction, turn away from the sin, let those things go. And then we will see God glory revealed in our lives. God glory shows up. His manifest presence shows up in so Solution like joy, peace, stability, security, provision will be part of our lives. And we are so encouraged by that. I'm encouraged to know when I read in the Bible, when I hear brothers and a sister testimony to know that God, you know, will provide. It gives me comfort. But we don't just want that to give us comfort. We don't just want the truth to give us comfort. We want the truth <clears throat> to give us conviction too. I know life is hard. I've seen how hard life is. I experience hard in life. I know, but we don't have to compromise when life is hard. We don't have to, you know, um, give in into the world's way when life is hard. The Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of this thing, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you want. Matthew 6 verse 33 tells you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything, all that thing, all those things that you need, you know, you will get. So don't compromise, have a conviction to know that God is right here, that God is present and that God is watching us and that God walks among us. He is right here present and we need to act like we know that the father, you know, the heavenly father is with us. The great I am is with us. We do not walk defeated. We walk as one who know that God is with us and that God is here because he is everywhere. He is not somewhere far in distance looking in or sometimes you may think he's absent, not even looking at you and you can do whatever you want. No compromise. Have a conviction that my God who supplies all my need according to his riches and mercy, my God who brings in joy in the morning, my God who will not leave me or forsake me is here and is with me. Amen. 
we need this kind of relationship with God because the process to achieve the goal God has already, you know, determined for every single one of us. That we relies on walking close, close enough so that we can hear God when he has to say things to you, when he has to say things that only belongs to you or to me that we can hear him. Like, oh my God, God has shared a secret of his heart to you and the secret of his heart to me that require closeness. That require for us to draw close to him, close to hear him. Not so much at a distance. If you don't draw close, you can't hear what he needs to say to you. <clears throat> when you are close enough to hear his promise, you know, that encourage and strengthen you, that give you hopes. When you are close enough, you know, to hear the truth, you begin to follow his word. The key to provision in every area of your life is brought to you. We become more dependent on God instead of our strength, instead of our knowledge, instead of our power, instead of our position, instead of our possession, instead of the money, the wealth, or the esteem that we may get. No, we become more dependent on God instead. We are willing to say, Lord, my life is in your hand and means everything about it. Like, Lord, my life is in your hand and mean it. Mean it that our lives is in God's hands. I remember um, <clears throat> the story about um, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha who tried to sneak away and take some money and clothing that he was not supposed to. Basically, Gehazi was compromising. He didn't have a conviction. Well, what we want to make sure we're not about, we want to have a conviction instead, you know? But Elisha, you know, speaking with the spirit of the Lord said to him, did not my heart go with you when you went to get that money? Gehazi tried to hide, but he could not hide that from God. You know, he couldn't hide it from God because God is everywhere. You can't hide. You can't hide the mess. You can't hide the sin. You can't hide the lie. You can't hide those things that you do. You think people don't know. You can't hide it because God is everywhere. He was with him every step. He was with Gehazi every step that Gehazi was. He was right there watching. And the same thing is true for you. The same thing is true for me. God doesn't didn't just stay in the church building and on Sundays. He doesn't stay there. He is with you everywhere we go. He didn't stay in the church last Sunday. He is everywhere you go. He's with you at work and all the activities you were in, you know, throughout the week. Do you know that? It's not like God wasn't there and you get a free pass on that stuff. Because you may be thinking he doesn't see. His spirit is with you. His spirit is with me. I don't get a free pass. You don't get a free pass. God is with us when we make the phone call. God is with us right here. Right here. When we tell a lie. He's sitting right beside us, you know, when we're making click on the mouse on our computer. Or when we're pressing button on our smartphone. Do we realize that? We are not just in his presence on Sunday morning. We are as much in his presence from Friday to Saturday as well. 
He never leaves us. And that should comfort us. Yes, it should comfort us. But it should also convince us, you know, that if this is true, and it is true, it is true. It is true that God is, is everywhere. God works for us. God works for us then that there are some things in our lives that need to change and they need to change today. That's the kind of conviction we need to get from this truth, from the word, that there are some things in our lives that need to be changed and they need to be changed today because God is right here with us. We got to get off the highway of sins. We got to get off the highway of sin. Okay. We got to get off the highway of sin. Let me ask you this question. What happened to the person on the highway who won't take what they need? Perhaps it's rest. Who won't take rest even though they're tired, fatigued, their eyes closing, they're falling asleep. Who won't take rest? Or who's hungry? feeling fainted, who's hungry, but they won't stop. They won't take the rest to go get some um, um, food, so some sustenance that they need. What happened to someone whose car is already giving them the signal? The car is on empty, need fuel, but they continue on the highway, stubbornly going at the, the direction as everyone. They don't stop to refuel. They will crash they will crash. You and I can avoid being crashed in this life. You and I can avoid that if we can just draw near to God, get off that highway, take the Jesus exit. Just because we look like we're driving in the same direction, okay? You may be on Route 95, 128, Route 24, I don't know doesn't mean we'll take the same exit or even arrive to our destinations. It doesn't mean everybody on that highway is going to take the same exit or everyone's going to be arriving to, to their destination. They may not make it. You may not make it. I may not make it if we don't know what to do. Jesus is my exit. That's where my food, my fuel, my rest are. That's where they are. Jesus have what I need. He's my exit. I'm exiting out of that highway of life, the highway of distraction, the highway of sin. And I'm taking the narrow route through Jesus Christ to draw near to God so that I can get what I want. Because when I draw near to him, he draw nears to me. He draw nears to me. And I, I, I want to let it be clear. It's not just when we are doing, you know, sins in the sense of that, you know, that we out there, we're committing um, crime, we're lying, um, we're sleeping outside marriage, all kind of things. Those are not the only thing that can be a distraction. I can leave us on the highway of, of sins of life. Church activities can be highway too. They can be distraction too where we focus more on the work, on the service, more than the person that we serve, which is God himself. When that become the focus, when the work become the focus and not God, when we focus more on religions, tradition, than on the voice of the Holy Spirit, our counselor, when we focus more on those things, yeah, those become the distraction. They can cause hurt. They can cause trauma. Among, you know, the um, God's family, among the church family. 
You need to know that many times people who are not listening to the voice of God's spirit anymore, they're more focused on religious tribe tradition, more on work than God himself. They operate on empty and people who drives on empty are dangerous to themselves and to others. Make sure that's not you. I'm going to make sure that's not me. We have to beware at the same time of those who are because they can be a danger to themselves and to someone else. My friend, God is everywhere. And it's up to us to decide to follow him. You know, if someone you were turning on, you were looking at someone, you've seen them everywhere. You would be like, this is so weird. And at some point you would have asked him, are you following me? Well, actually, surely that's the only time, the only time being weird following someone is not weird. It's actually required is following Jesus. While he's everywhere, make sure you are following him. Because it is his word that let us know whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross daily and follow me. Daily, you and I have to deny ourselves. Daily, you and I have to take up the cross, sacrifice, make some sacrifice, guys. Make some cross sacrifice. I have to make some sacrifice and follow Jesus in obedience. Follow Jesus so that we can draw near to God. The only time it's not weird to follow someone everywhere is this moment. This situation, this instant, following God, following Jesus everywhere, everywhere, daily, every second, every minute, every hour, work on it. The practice of the presence of God does not mean we're projecting an imagination from our mind and acting like it is there. No, it's recognizing that The presence of God is real. Just as the Bible says, it is real. That God's presence is truly here. Is here in our lives. And then we can do that by faith. After all, it is by faith. It is by faith that we please God. Not by sight, nor by experience. By faith. Believe that God is in your life right now. By faith, believe he is right here. By faith, know that he's here. Now use your faith to believe, to act like someone who know that God is here, is in their lives. Let let us not just know. We don't just want to know in our mind, but we want to experience God with us in reality. We want to live we want to act as though God is with us because he is really our omnipresence God. He is the God who is everywhere, everywhere. I don't just want to know it in my mind. I hope you don't just want to know it in your mind, but you want to experience what that means, the presence of God, the presence of God in our lives. Not something in our imagination we pretend that is present, but the reality The reality of that is the manifestation of his power. It is not always a good situation in life, but regardless of how it is, 
but God is here with me and exercise that faith so that God can do what he says. Because he said, if you could put the focus on me to know that even in the situation that you are, focus on me so you know how to behave, how to react to the situation, how to react to the process. How to survive it like Jesus would want you to um, survive it. What would Jesus do in this moment? What would Jesus do in that hour? What, what would Jesus do in this season? What would he do and follow that? If we can come to that place, that's leaving and experiencing the power the presence of the manif- of, uh, of God manifest in our lives, seeing his glory reveal, seeing solution comes in our lives for situation that we need solution for, that it creates solution for, it brings answer, it brings provision, it brings peace that surpasses understanding. It does things that, wow, that will have the world bunker, like they don't know, but that will also encourage them to find out because when they see us living in a certain way, and, then you, and they'll ask us, how are you living this way? And we can point them back to the presence of God. Because God is here. You can have that too. You can access that too through Jesus Christ. Today, words, is just to encourage you to just don't believe in your mind only that God is present. But begin to act like you know that your God is here. The final say is with the God who is here, who is among you, who walks among you. God is presence. You're not alone. At the end of the day, everything I've been saying, it comes to this one simple phrase. You are not alone. You're not forsaken. You're not alone. You're not forsaken. God is with you. God is with me. I'm not alone. I'm not forsaken. I don't have to act like it's just me. God is with me. He is with me in the fire. In the good time, bad time, he is with me and he is with you. God is here. He he was with the three boys, Hebrew boys, in the same way he was with you, in the fire as well, in the situation, you know, conduct yourself behave in such a way as if you know the great I am is present. The Jehovah Jireh is present. I can't be hungry. What I need, the provision that I need is going to be provided because God says in his word, look at the birds in the sky. They don't, they don't store food away. They don't do all these things. But do I not provide for them? Yes, he does. He provides for them. He provides for the squirrels. He provides for whatever creatures that runs into the earth, let alone us, his children. He provides for us. He will provide for you. You are not alone. God is presence. God is presence. Be blessed and stay encouraged. Hello, family. It is my heartfelt prayer that today's word was an encouragement to you. 
that you received something from it, that it equipped you, it edified you, and just made your day a little better. Um, I want to go ahead and encourage you to subscribe to my podcast so that you can receive notification when new segments are added. I also want to encourage you to share the link that you are listening to with a friend, with a family member, so that they too can receive a word of encouragement. You never know. Someone in your circle just may need to hear the word that you just hear today. Go ahead, share the link with them. Be blessed and stay encouraged.